Good morning, and thanks for joining us again on this fine Sunday morning or whatever day you watch this. Who knows, you may be watching it during the week or you may be watching it a couple of years down the road from when this is recorded, but I hope you enjoy this broadcast. We're continuing in a series that we call uh, Six People of Crazy Faith. Uh, kind of patterns after the song that Casting Crowns has out about crazy faith and just things that we can do, that we can exhibit really a crazy faith in God in, in opposition to the culture around us and things that we would do walking like Jesus would walk that would sort of make the culture around us look sideways. And that's okay. So uh, our person this week, we talked about last week, Beniah, one of David's mighty men. Uh, we talked about Noah. Uh, we talked about Abraham and Isaac. This week, we're going to talk about a guy that has a lot of activity in the Bible. Uh, when I go on the fact book part of my Logos program, and you enter this fellow's name in, the events, just there's just page after page after page of events that concern Moses is our man of crazy faith today. So there's absolutely no way we could cover Moses in one day. But I'm just going to pick out an area that I think speaks uh, to me today. Uh, I'm basically preaching to me, and, and you may get something out of this, or you may just think that I'm crazy, not, not crazy faith, but just crazy. But we're going to take a look at an incident that Moses had and see how that applies across our lives today. Moses had lots of different roles in the Bible. Moses was a teacher. In Exodus 18, verse 20, it says, uh, instruct them about the statutes and the law and teach them the way to live and what they must do. God used Moses to teach the people of Israel what God had for them, what God wanted them to do. And as they made their way around and as Moses led them, Moses uh, had a group of people around him that were his inner circle, but Moses had so many people to rule over, he had to set up subcategories. He would break the people into thousands and then hundreds and then tens, and, and he had to sort of delegate out a bunch of his duties and tasks that we'll see in a minute uh, because he couldn't, con he couldn't speak into the whole crowd, the whole nation, like he needed to. But God used Moses as a teacher. God used Moses as an intercessor in Psalm 106, 23. So he said he, this is, so he means God. So he said he would have destroyed them if Moses, his chosen one, had not stood before him in the breach to turn his wrath away from destroying them. Moses stood up for the people of Israel to God. God was ready to rain down on these people. And Moses stepped up several times for these people and taught God out of meeting out the justice that the nation of Israel needed. Um, there were some times, you know, when they were uh, in the desert and, and they would be on the outside of the crowd, they would be grumbling and God would strike one, would just burn one up. And they would say, oh my gosh, we can't ever grumble against the Lord. And man, the next day, there they were out there grumbling again, and they just didn't get it. But Moses was their intercessor. He talked to God, and he had conversations with God about them. Moses was a servant of the Lord. Look in Hebrews 3, 5. 
Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's household, as a testimony to what would be said in the future. Moses was a faithful servant of God. Moses did what God needed him to, and we're going to look at some circumstances, but Moses was for sure a servant of the Lord. Moses was a prophet. Uh, we look at Numbers 12, 6 through 8. He said, listen to what I say. If there's a prophet among you from the Lord, I make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. I speak with him directly, openly, and not in riddles. He seeks the form of the Lord. So why were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God says he talked to Moses directly, openly, and not in riddles. You'll remember that Jesus had to tell stories and speak to people sort of in parables because that was the way to get them to understand what he was trying to teach them. God spoke directly to Moses, and, uh, and Moses responded because of that. On one occasion, Moses was in the presence of God, and when he came down and the people saw him, his face was glowing from being in the presence of the Lord. Moses was a deliverer. Moses was a judge in Exodus 18:13. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people, and they stood around Moses from morning until evening. Moses acting in his capacity of judge is one of the things that made him have to split the people up into little subgroups. He couldn't rule over. He couldn't judge all of the disputes that were coming in front of him. So he had to split the people up, and in the smaller groups, he appointed lower judges to take care of those matters, and then he would hear the most important matters. Really, just like our court system in Texas is, we have some very fine district judges in the local town. They hear a dispute, and if it's not resolved, it goes to a higher court, our Court of Appeals. And if it's not resolved there, it goes either to the Supreme Court of Texas or the, court of, uh, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. And they sit as high judge on the matter, unless it's something that needs to go to the United States Supreme Court. And they certainly would sit in high judgment. But Moses was so burdened by all of those things, he had to make those subgroups and split the people up. It was a system that worked great, works great today. Moses was a friend of God. In Exodus 33:11, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face just as a man speaks with his friend. Then Moses would return to the camp. His assistant, the young man Joshua, son of Nun, would not leave the inside of the tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face just like a man speaks with his friend. Moses had a relationship to the Lord that was a very special relationship. And God could speak to him just like you would speak to your best friend. And Moses talked to God that way. And he didn't, he wasn't uh, put off by being in the presence of God. You know, sometimes I think people uh, nowadays think, well, if I'm going to talk to God, I have to use this real holy language and it has to be a certain, I have to, it has to have prayerful components and I have to quote scripture. Moses just talked to God like a friend. And, you know, you can do that too. God doesn't need you to quote scripture back to him. Doesn't hurt to remind God sometimes of the promises that he gives us. But just talk to God like he's your friend. Uh, talk to God like he's your best friend, the friend you can trust the most. Because I promise you, 
nobody will come around you in your tough times like God will come around. So take the example of Moses. Talk to God like your friend. Moses was the mediator of the law and the covenant in Exodus 19, 5 to 6. Now, if you will carefully listen to me and keep my covenant, you will be my own possession out of all the peoples, although the whole earth is mine. And you will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. These are the words that you are to say to the Israelites. God had a promise for the nation of Israel. God has a promise for the nation of Israel still today. And they were the chosen people of God. Uh, and there's some issues that have come along. And, and then later on, of course, we, the Gentiles, got to, got to be brought into the promise of God uh, because of Jesus. Uh, and, but Moses would take care of the law and the enforcement and take care of the covenant. So Moses had a lot of really great roles. Uh, and Moses used those roles. And, and he was probably a tired fellow when he went to bed at night. Because he had lots of things on his plate during the day. We're going to go in. We're going to look at an example of, of a time that God tried to use Moses. Moses' response. And we're going to see if there's something to learn from this. But let's pray first. Father God, just thank you for what you have for us today. God, just ask that you speak to the people. They need to hear from you. Uh, God, just give me the right words to say. Uh, let my words speak true and clear. Let them be truly from your word. And let them not be my own thoughts, but your thoughts. God, thank you for the blessings that you give us. And thank you especially for your son, Jesus. How we, the Gentiles, came in to get the promises and the blessings of God. And God, we thank you for Jesus going to the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to wade off into our main scripture today. Uh, we're going to read a story that's in uh, chapter 3 and chapter 4 of Exodus. And uh, look at a situation where God had something for Moses. And we're going to look at Moses' response and see what he did to get this matter pushed down the road for God. We're going to start in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. Then Moses asked God, If I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What should I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. God was reminding them about these important figures that predated them, people that they would know that God had a special relationship with. And then Exodus 4, 1 through 13. Moses answered, What if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but say, The Lord did not appear to you? The Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? And Moses replied, A staff. The Lord uh, threw it on the ground, God said, so Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake, and he ran from it. The Lord told Moses, stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. This will take place, he continued, so that they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. 
In addition, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was diseased, resembling snow. Put your hand back inside your cloak, God said. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, it had again become like the rest of his skin. If they will not believe you and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. God knew that the people would be doubting the signs that Moses had. But God was getting Moses ready. And if they don't believe even these two signs or listen to what you say, take some water from the Nile, pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the Nile will become blood on the ground. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you've been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. I can understand Moses' thoughts. Sometimes my tongue and my mouth get sluggish. And then verse 11, the Lord said to him, Who placed a mouth on humans? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. In verse 13, Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. Please, Lord, send someone else. Moses had some great characteristics. Moses did some phenomenal things. Moses was a man of faith. Moses was a man of great faith, crazy faith. That's why we include him in our six-week series on people of crazy faith. Moses understood that the law meant life. It says it this way in Deuteronomy 32, 46 to 47. He said to them, take to heart all these words I'm giving as a warning to you today so that you may command your children to follow all the words of this law carefully. For they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life. And by them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. God used Moses to tell the people what he needed the people to know. And God was his instrument to do that. God needed the people to follow the law that he was giving them. And Moses was the deliverer of that message. Moses was passionate in his defense of the Lord's holiness. There would be times that the nation of Israel would question whether Moses was actually talking to God, whether, Mo where, whether God was appearing to Moses, uh, whether it was the holy God, the Lord God, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses was passionate and defended God's holiness. In Numbers 16, verse 30. But if the Lord brings about something unprecedented and the, Lord, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them along with all that belongs to them so that they go down alive into Sheol, then you will know that these men have despised the Lord. God dealt with people sometimes harshly because they needed it. They needed to be dealt with harshly. God would swallow people up, and not only them, but everything around them. And Moses knew that that was a sign of God's holiness. God could not comprehend, God could not agree with some of the things that the people were doing. And God just couldn't allow that to happen. Moses worked miracles during his lifetime that brought glory to God. Exodus 14, verses 15 to 18. 
The Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to break camp. As for you, lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it, so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. You know where we are in this story, uh, where Moses parted the, the sea. As for me, I'm going to harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will receive glory by means of Pharaoh, all his army and his chariots and horsemen. God knew what he had planned for the Egyptians. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I receive glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. God's not saying that the Egyptians are going to change their mind and just all of a sudden break out and chant in glory to God on the highest. No, God was going to get glory when he took care of these guys. And I don't mean took care of them like he took care of Moses and the people that walked on dry ground. These guys didn't get that dry ground. They thought they were going to have it, and then all of a sudden the sea came back together. Moses told God that he was not an eloquent person. God gave Moses an assignment. God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, this is what I need you to do. Exodus 4, verse 10. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you've been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. Remember, what was the last thing? And then God said, Go, because I'm going to teach you what to say. And what was the last thing Moses told God? Moses said, please, Lord, send someone else. Am I Moses? Am I Moses today? Is God putting something in my path, an assignment that he has for me, that he has just for me? God will use me to do things that he doesn't need other people to do. He needs me to do them. And God will put these assignments in my path. Am I going to be Moses? Am I going to say, please, Lord, send someone else? God has assignments for you. God has godly, divine encounters planned out for you. Encounters that only you can solve. Take advantage of those. Be ready when God puts you in those circumstances. Don't let you don't find yourself being like Moses saying, please, Lord, send someone else. In today's culture, when God puts an assignment in front of you and it's clearly a God action, it's, it's a great assignment. It's an honor. It's a privilege to take care of what God has for you. Take care of it to your best. Don't say, please, Lord, send someone else. Say, please, Lord, help me get through this and send me the next one. And then be ready. God will give you chores to do. And you just have to be faithful and do them and accomplish the task God has for you. Don't pass up an assignment today. Be bold. Be a person of crazy faith. Don't tell God to find somebody else. God found you, and God needs you to do it. Let's pray. God, just thank you for the assignments that you put in our life. God, thank you for the opportunities that we have to talk to people, to do things for people, to feed people, to clothe people, to visit people in jail. We have the opportunity, God, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world around us. 
And God, just, just soften our hearts, prepare us, and give us courage and wisdom to go into these circumstances that you've given us, these God opportunities, boldly, full of courage, full of wisdom, knowing that when we accomplish this, it will be to your glory. God, thank you for the people watching today. I just ask this week you bless them and look after them. And God, again, thank you for your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. When God gives you that assignment this week, go boldly. Go boldly out there and give God the glory. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for your Father in heaven. Give God that glory. I hope this helped.